Hi, this is Variety Shenevere Fakashi Media Podcast Live. Well, a lot of people are on social media doing a lot of things after the R. Kelly conviction. A lot of podcasters are live still discussing about the verdict of conviction of guilty. And recently, his music has been removed off of social media. I don't know what that's supposed to do or how is that supposed to help anyone. <clears throat> but um, I went into a record store today and they're still selling his music in record stores. So um, I just feel that people can't control what people listen to and who they like, who they admire, so on and so forth. Um, the verdict is for those who needed that verdict for things to take place in their lives. However, their verdict doesn't always carry on into other people's lives. And um, they needed that. And so they got that. They received that. But when it comes to other people listening to R. Kelly's music, who still like him, who's still a fan of his music, it's not going to change much. I myself just find it very hard to believe that 50 women have never had a police report. And I think it's a very, very strange, peculiar to me that people are still calling him their themselves as his girlfriend or his ex-girlfriend. And yet he's a rapist. I couldn't give a guy a title like that if he raped me. He would not be my boyfriend. He wouldn't even be an ex-boyfriend. I, I just, myself personally, um, I would have filed a police report. I would have had some evidence. These women didn't have no evidence. As far as i am been told and as far as things have been said, um... I don't know anyone who actually has gotten any court transcripts on this case, but I'm sure it's public to do so. Um, but um, I haven't done it. But I just think it's bizarre that you have 50 abused women that have gone back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with R. Kelly in periods of times. And what's really weird is that each relationship, I guess, was supposed to be different, but it sounds like all of these women got the same story, according to the news outlets and the social media and things like that on other podcasts or channels. Um, it's bizarre. I'm just waiting to see what the sentence is going to be, um, how the judge is going to really judge this case. And his verdict based on no evidence. That's what I'm looking forward to. But until then, I'm not going to be talking about R. Kelly anymore. Because I don't want to put any energy out there about this case anymore. And um, and that's, that's just about it. I mean, I grew up with him and I don't know the monster that everyone is talking about. And um, I went to school with him as well. And um, I know when we were in school, you know, nobody ever said anything like that when we were in school and stuff. And I just think personally myself, if a person is a rapist, 
they're going to do it in high school, on a date at school or something, and not just have to wait until they're famous to become a rapist. That's just what I think. It's just already there, I think. And he has a daughter, and he's never touched his daughter. You know, sometimes pedophiles don't stop with just strangers and people they meet. They do it with their own relatives, too. You know, and um, he has a daughter. He's never messed with his daughter or anything like that. It's just weird. It's just a whole weird thing to me. It's bizarre. Um, I know for a fact that R. Kelly is like, okay, copyright. Speaking on on the business level of all of this, recording artists who have things going on with their music as far as artists and their copyrights and getting their masters after 35 years an artist has the right to revert back their masters to them R. Kelly is about four or five years away from that and then when I hear them saying oh this started happening 30 years ago it's like a seed was planted so we can build all this up so we don't have to give him back his masters of his music that's what it sounds like to me that's the feeling that i'm getting that's the vibe that i'm getting and if he's in prison then maybe something can happen to him you know so on and so forth you know it just sounds like that's just what the vibe i'm getting in the air that's what i'm feeling because you know once that 35 year is up he can say hey i want my masters back you know and he can do that legally and lawfully so hopefully he'll be able to do that in incarceration too you know and um hopefully he'll be able to do that with a good attorney to work all that out with this conviction and having money so just taking all of his music off of youtube and all that stuff because i myself don't really understand why um well i guess they're going to use the music still keep the music on there versus the videos because of the downloading and the streaming of the music so it makes sense to keep if they're going to remove his video channels of all his videos i guess they have to do it for whatever for the conviction i don't know if it was something that they needed to do because of the conviction but as far as the streaming and the downloading of the music you know that still brings money and capital until the record labels and you know still payoffs for paying off anything dealing with advancements in the past you know um it was still bringing in income you know and i just feel like that r kelly has recorded not just with himself but other artists so are they going to take down all the other artists that he has worked with too their music too you know that's something that i'm you know um curious about but anyway, um, I'm going like, to let this stay in God's hands because this is, this is something that God has control over now and always has. And, um, and, um, and just the things is just going to prevail on its own, you know. Um, it's, it's a strange situation to me, though, because... I think it's strange nobody's family came looking for them or I would look for my family. I would knock on doors looking for my family. I'm looking for my best friend right now and um, his father passed but the family we're all getting together to search for him and look for him. 
you know, of his whereabouts, you know, because no one has heard from him since his dad died. And I know he was really depressed about it. So we don't know what's going on with him, but we're getting together to look for him. That's what a family does when they love their family. And I've been on YouTube and I've seen all these videos about R. Kelly, uh, alleged victims and stuff, having all these different relationships. One woman is saying that at 16 years old, she was fucking R. Kelly in a, in, in a, in a, in a, in a anus with a dildo and she was going back and forth constantly doing it you know and her family didn't know that she was dealing with him i just think all oh, that's just just bizarre going back and forth back and forth back and forth and and then they said that r kelly was filming all his videos on an iphone 3. i work in media arts i've worked with different cameras ikigamis aeroflexes um tablets camera studio um cameras and I can tell you one thing about a couple of these videos that's out there on social media I guarantee you they were not shot with an iPhone 3 daylight nighttime iPhones give clarity images and the images that I saw on social media of these videos look like they were shot with a laptop or some type of desktop camera because of the fuzziness. iPhones have a reputation of having clarity for their cameras. So for someone to say that their cameras that are very fuzzy, that you can't really see that person very clear, to me gives a bad reputation on the iPhone because you're saying that this bad image of shooting with an iPhone is, um, I don't, I don't, I, I think it'll be a bad image of a product. If you look at the videos and say, oh, that was shot with an iPhone, anyone who uses an iPhone on a regular basis, you will look at that video and say, that's not an iPhone camera shot there are people who I don't shoot with iPhones I'm an Android person but I have some really great Android phones that shoot great pictures and videos and I myself I just don't see an iPhone iPhones have also I think their logo when you shoot with them and um I'm not convinced that these videos were made with an iPhone they look like an image that was made with a laptop like the laptop was up on a stand or it was some type of tablet and the and the iris of that camera was just a straight iris with one little small lens and it didn't have a lot of pixels for it to be captured something like that and have a good image but I definitely don't think that these are iPhone shot videos on sex tapes with um, supposedly R. Kelly. Because if it was R. Kelly, you would have been able to see a complete sharp image of him and without it being fuzzy. That's how I think. Doesn't matter if it's dim light. The iPhones have great camera images. 
daylight, nighttime, dim light. That's just the way I see it, coming from that perspective. And then one of these videos that I saw, it didn't show a full video, but one of these videos that I saw where it was supposed to be a young girl that was supposed to be a teenager um, that was supposed to be with R. Kelly. It looked like to me that this was an edit video. The reason why it looked like to me it was an edit video, but it was still a fuzzy type of video, is because in the first shot, there's a bald-headed guy. The guy is bald-headed. In the second shot, he has an afro. No one probably caught that, but I caught it. So I'm like, these are two different people. It's not the same person with this little girl. These are two different people. So if you're out there really trying to find these videos, whatever, they're out there. And I don't I really, really feel that okay, we have a verdict, Matt. But why are we giving so much publicity now to all of this? You know, because to me, that's like people getting their advertisement and everything out in. And they're trying to make money off of this. Are they trying to make money off of all these videos? So they want to take down all R. Kelly's videos. So now we're going to have all these victim videos up there. That sound like a moneymaker to me. You know, and I just personally, I work in film and television, radio, broadcasting. I have an FCC lifetime license. And I personally... I do not understand how someone can do a documentary on someone's life without getting consent of that person first, especially if they're still alive. So I don't know how this producer of saving R. Ke- surviving R. Kelly got this documentary done because it's a documentary and she told these people that it was a documentary and therefore she had a budget she filmed it she aired it so that means all this money came together in order for all 50 of these women to come together to talk about this they got paid to talk about it so that's how I look at it and he really thought that he had a video that was going to be doing about his life like how he grew up where he came from he grew up from the project so and so forth where he started none of that we went straight into something about dealing with sex I don't see how this cannot be a lawsuit on his side where someone is talking about what somebody does in the bedroom even if it was sexual abuse I just don't understand how something like that can be aired and not giving consent of that person uh, a person has a right for a person to say things about especially of that status that what goes on in their bedroom I, I just don't understand how this was was um this was to me was just something that was just neglectful it's illegal it's illegal it's illegal to me it's illegal it was an illegal documentary to me i don't i don't understand how he didn't understand when when they talked about him coaching them i don't think the way i got it is that he really thought he had a something dealing about his life and he was excited about it and then he found out later on that they would really wanted to know about who he was dating and who he went to bed with so it was like a setup so i i i don't i don't understand this I, I don't get it. 
I just do not get it. I, I'm, I, I'm not feeling it. I'm sorry. I'm not feeling it. Um, I'm not feeling with no evidence. I'm not feeling it. Ain't nobody talking about no panties. No, no, nothing. I mean, any part of this man's genitals, no herpes on nobody's panties, no DNA, no forensics of any kind, just hearsay on videos. I don't know why we bringing up Aaliyah. This woman is deceased. Her mother said nothing happened. Um, Aaliyah said on video he was her best friend. It's like they wanted to get him for Aaliyah and everything. Well, Aaliyah didn't say that when she was alive. Diane never said her mother never said that they were um that she was ever raped. I don't think Diane would have allowed her daughter to be raped. So I I just don't I don't see that. And then some other chick goes back on the bus and say, "Oh, he's eating her pussy out." You know why? Were you jealous of it? That's what makes me think I'm feeling like is this woman jealous of her getting her pussy ate out by r kelly that's how i was feeling i just don't feel the whole thing it's just to me it's weird it's bogus to me in a lot of ways that you don't have no dna you don't have no police reports for one victim not one victim police report not one gynecology records of anyone or anything i would have did a polygraph test i don't know why his defense team didn't ask for a polygraph test of all these victims i would have asked for a polygraph polygraph test i think his defense defense team was very weak i think they're very weak you know like i said before in my past uh podcast audio that you know they trying to use the white the the man act which is the white slave act and all this protecting the white woman when i look at law like that i look at it like someone who has done this in the past themselves and they use the law to protect themselves for the laws that they have broken in the past and the crimes that they have committed in the past and then they're going to come out with some mexican guy who supposedly beat him up in jail because he was having a bad day so he beat up r kelly that's crazy that's just so typical you always want to have mexican against the african-american in prison that's they always have that they have that in the county jails mexicans are against the blacks mexicans usually don't get that close to african-americans as far as i've been told that they stay on their own side that's what i've been told I've been told that Mexicans got their own side of the room and African-Americans got their own side of the room. I don't see how this Mexican guy just came out of nowhere and just started beating up on R. Kelly in his cell. But they said that the guards were supposed to have let him in his cell and opened it up and let him go in there and beat him up. I guess because they're guards, they're supposed to um, beat him up. But I'm against any security beating up on inmates and stuff unnecessarily and causing fights but you know what it's been in the newspaper in west hollywood newspaper that the sheriffs of the los angeles county or any county really but the california sheriffs have joined gangs in prison and in jails they became their gang mates and they only got a badge that's the difference and this is in a newspaper of the West Hollywood newspaper. So if you're in California, 
pick up the West Hollywood newspaper, you'll see, or you can go online and see that the sheriffs have become gang members as well. And they claim that they were forced into it. How the hell are you forced into it? See, I'm tired of all the taxes being paid for all of this mess. I don't care what prison it is. It could be New York, Chicago, Detroit. I don't care. I'm tired of all the taxes being paid for all of this mess. And people who who just ain't been caught yet or whatever, and they get in their little uniforms and stuff and get their little badge and pepper spray, and they want to get, like, gang members and, and gang up on inmates and abuse inmates and stuff. I'm tired of paying for damn taxes for this type of shit. I'm tired of paying for taxes for their damn uniforms. Hell, what the hell we need to pay taxes for that for? We need to be doing something else. You know, turn around and be a damn game member on your job. I don't, we don't need to be paying taxes for that. Fuck all that. I don't care what prison it is. You know, but I find that hard to believe. In fact, that guy that they advertised that supposedly beat up R. Kelly, I saw that guy before in California. And I know his ass got beat a few times by a couple white boys and some black guys before. So I don't see that guy being that damn tough. Now, he used to be in California at least last year. I saw that guy around California before. And I don't believe I don't believe he beat up R. Kelly because I, I didn't see that guy, um, somebody do something to him. And he was, he was walking his ass away. Don't try to make him sound like he's some big, tough ass motherfucker r kelly is tall as hell and he's buff and big but at the same time i can understand you just feel like i'm not gonna put my hands on this motherfucker because i'm not gonna try to do that but if he gets sentenced and they give him long time then i guess that'll be the time for him to really unleash all his anger and just let it go you know but you know sometimes you just gotta hold out with things like that and everything but other than that you know it it comes to go. I'm going to let you know something. My daughter's father went to prison for 30 years for the same type of thing for sex abuse. And come to find out, my daughter called me and told me that her brother, who she met for the first time, told her and her sister that she met for the first time that their uncle is the one who did the sex abuse. So their father ended up going to prison for their uncle, who was really the sex offender, who should have been in prison for 30 years. But the one thing about my daughter's father, he's the same exact height as R. Kelly. He's a light-skinned brother, though. He's a pretty boy. Like the DeBarges. And um, he's the same height as R. Kelly, 6'1". He was thin when he went in, but he put on the same type of weight that R. Kelly did. I'm amazed at him because my daughter's father came out of prison of 30 years, not one goddamn scar on him. I don't know how he did it. And he had lots of fights. He used to tell me how he had like 10, 15 guards on him at one time. Maybe 20 guards on him at one time. I don't know how they did it. I'm like, what? Well, he got not one black. I didn't, I don't know how he looked on all the pictures, but what I'm saying is when they take pictures of the inmates, they talk about their scars and they 
They document all their scars. He ain't got one damn scar on him. One scratch, one scar on his arm, his face, nothing, nowhere. And I, I know for a fact that when we were in high school, he was a pretty boy, but he'll whip your ass. You get him mistaken because the boy light skin and he got a little curly hair and you think he's supposed to be the little punk. But no, he wasn't a punk. His brother wasn't punks either. They will whip your ass. You get it twisted by little light-skinned guys. You think light-skinned guys are little, like, like weaklings. But they weren't weak. But he must have been a tough guy because 30 years, he was up there with maximum security. Murderers, everybody, for 30 years when he went to prison for this type of crime that he didn't do. He he said he admitted that he did it because they thought he was going to get two years but they end up getting him 30 years. They just tricked him into saying that. But um, I was just amazed how the guy just, I, I just, like, God damn, how do you do it? Like, man, you've been there that many years and not one scar on you. So it's amazing. But he told me, I said, well, how did you how did you save yourself? Oh, he said, oh, I, I used a sock with a lot, you know. He used a lot of little different things, you know, to fight and get people off of him. I said, wow. And he said, I never went to sleep. I stayed on coffee the whole 30 years. I stayed on coffee the whole 30 years. I had to have caffeine, and I never went to sleep. That's how I survived. And I stood up on the wall most of the damn time. <laughs> I was like, wow, you know. So he said, I'm always in line first to do a shower. I heard that. It's like, wow, you know, that's 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 a life that's really uh tough, you know. But um, he seemed like he's still uh straight to me. I mean, he came out and made more kids with someone else, you know. So he's still making kids and making babies. So I guess you know. He didn't get turned out or anything like that, you know. Um, but he just said, you know, I'm, I don't ever want to go back again. He did say that, you know. So he went when he was very young. So um, I don't know. I'm just going to pray for Robert and hope the best for him. And um, and everyone in this situation can heal and move on with their lives, start over and heal move on without their lives with or without compensation just move on with their lives all they really wanted was a verdict they got that so they can move on about their lives music shouldn't have anything to do with it just don't play it on your radio just take it off your phone or whatever and just don't worry about what other people are listening to because it's just not going to stop in that capacity okay so that's about it this is variety shonavir fokashi media podcast live giving you my final commentary on the r kelly conviction and i'm not gonna say anything else hopefully anymore about r kelly until may of 2022 thank you for listening